Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Friday. Wow, it is so exciting. I've never needed a Friday more in the queue. Hey, Claude, how you doing? I'm good. It doesn't even feel like a Friday. Like the the difference between the weekends and the weekdays is getting more and more blurred. Um, I didn't even realize it was Friday until you literally just said that. Um, but I want to show you something like kind of crazy. Oh my God, please do. Shut up. Yeah, I'm scared. You're drinking coffee? I'm <gasps> drinking coffee. What? To what do we owe this pleasure? I don't know. I just, I need to, ch- like, like you said, like taking a shower is like a different state of being. I just need something different. Like my days have gotten more and more monotonous and boring. And I don't know. I thought maybe like I'll have diarrhea or something. It'll at least be something exciting. Yeah. Wow. I'm really excited to see what kind of coffee are you drinking, Ethan? I feel like you would hate the taste. Like I love coffee, but I don't even like how it tastes. No, I don't like the taste, but Ben has uh, La Colombe something and then like some hazelnut creamer. Yeah, yeah, and hazelnut creamer. So it's not exactly healthy, but like I don't really care. No, that's not that's not bad. Creamer like sounds a lot worse than it is, but you don't use that much because it's so creamy. So and it's sugar and free. It it, and if it makes a big difference in your taste of your coffee, then it's worth it. I'm drinking yeah, like does. an interesting coffee today too because I ran out of some of my cold brew concentrates. So we had like these Starbucks things in our house, um, but I like put it over ice with milk, and it's actually pretty good. Okay. So that's where I'm at. I wonder if your like behavior on the show today is going to be different because you're all caffeinated. Well, I'm feeling very um, jittery, but like last night from like seven o'clock on, I was having the worst anxiety. Like I couldn't even pinpoint what it was about. I was just like in my bed, like wanting to just do like a million things. And I was just feeling so anxious. Like all the bad things I feel about myself and my life were just like at the forefront of my brain. I couldn't turn it off. It was so frustrating. So I might just be like, feeling the excess of that or it's the coffee. I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. Okay. Well, sorry about that. Um, It was terrible. And I was trying to explain to Ben like why I was so anxious and he was just like, what's wrong? And it's like, when you're anxious, like you don't know what's wrong. So I was like, like, there's no rhyme. There's no rhyme or reason. It's not logical all the time. It's a feeling. what, What was so frustrating is like, I was like trying to explain. I'm just like, I don't know. I've just been feeling like so on edge. Like I keep reading like stuff about me and like, it makes me so upset. And he's like, no, I mean, like, you don't have anything to worry about. It's going to be fine. And I'm like, but how do you know that? Like, it was just the most frustrating response. He's like, he's like, no, no, nobody feels that way. I'm like, but they do. Like, I'm seeing people writing me things about me. Like, I know they feel that way. So it's like, he was just like invalidating my feelings. And I was getting so annoyed that it actually made me so annoyed. I fell asleep, which was a blessing. 
Great. I'm so glad to hear that. I did something really special last night and I restarted Ugly Betty. It is the whole series is available on Hulu. And wow, like I watched the whole series growing up. I can't believe it's from 2006. We were so young then. That is crazy. But we used to watch it every week. And so obviously I know all the characters, but as far as the storylines go, I remember some of the big ones, but like I'm watching this show with fresh eyes. It is so current and perfect and amazingly well done. If anybody is looking for a show to watch, like it's up there with Desperate Housewives, which just goes to show that Vanessa Williams is the common denominator. And she is just like so iconic. She's also in the Hannah Montana movie. Like her catalog is impeccable. That's so true. I mean, that era at ABC with like all these like over-dramatized, like not soap operas, but not just regular TV shows, which was Desperate Housewives and Ugly Betty was like a fantastic time to be at like a teenager. I I recently rewatched like the first two seasons of Ugly Betty and then I just like kind of fell off. But the first season is good. It's just like so sad. They were so mean to Betty at the company and like nobody respected her and they were pranking her. And even though like I ended up loving Amanda and Mark, that first season, they were like unbearable. It's brutal. I'm watching with Snitch. We started at the same time and we're just like texting each other, like pit tears. Like when Betty's crying in the bathroom, like it's so brutal. I never realized how hard she had it. Like, oh my God. And you know what? Usually the protagonist of your old favorite show, you come to hate, but Betty is such a queen. Like she's so selfless. She's so cute. I just want the best for her. She worked so hard. She was like so proud of her family and her culture. And like when she showed up that first day wearing a poncho, like I, I lived for that. I li- I live for her. And when she showed up on Halloween as a butterfly, but no one else dressed up, like she could have easily taken her wings off and then just walked around in this weird, ugly dress. But no, she went full stop all day because she loves Halloween. Like no one's going to stop her from being herself, no matter how badly she thinks she wants to fit in. So for our TV recap segment, let's talk about that. Also yesterday, we forgot to talk about High School Musical 3, which I watched the day before yesterday. And I started Hollywood and I have some thoughts. Okay, cool. Don't spoil anything for Hollywood. We'll get there when we get to our TV recap segment. Before we do any of that, I think it's time. Wow, really? I'm I'm actually wearing a watch today, so I can tell you that it, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And that's true, Jackie, but on the subject of anxiety, I would like to talk about today's sponsor, the Freedom Debt Solutions. The anxiety and stress caused by debt is overwhelming. It makes you feel alone and like there's no way out, especially now. But there is a way out. You don't have to go through it alone, and Freedom Debt Solutions is here to help. There is no one-size-fits-all solution to getting out of debt. Freedom Debt Solutions has more than 400 debt experts standing by to recommend the right solution for your specific situation. No matter which solution you may qualify for, Freedom Debt Solutions could help you get rid of expensive credit, debt faster than you can on your own with one low affordable monthly program payment. Since 2002, Freedom Debt Solutions has served over 750,000 clients, settled over 2.7 million accounts, and settled over $10 billion in debt. So if you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt and you're struggling to make monthly payments, there is hope. Stop the stress and anxiety your debt is causing. Find out how how you can talk to a Freedom Debt Solutions expert and get your free personalized debt consultation today. Go to freedomdebtsolutions.com slash toast. That's freedomdebtsolutions.com slash toast. Freedomdebtsolutions.com slash toast. And get yourself out of debt because nobody needs that anxiety and stress. It's already like an anxious enough world. Definitely. Okay, first story, very exciting news. Taylor Swift announces a concert special after canceling Loverfest due to the coronavirus pandemic. 
So Taylor Swift, City of Lover, will air on May 17th at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC and will be available on demand on Hulu and Disney Plus the following day. The um, footage is from a concert that was filmed last September at La Olympia Theater in Paris while Swift was promoting her latest studio album. At the time, an intimate group of fans from 37 countries flew into Paris for the concert where the singer performed songs off Lover. As right. our That's resident so exciting. Taylor Swift stan. What does this news do for you? Well, it's very exciting because this is the first and only time she's performed some of the songs from Lover, the album. So uh, it is my understanding that she's saying London Boy, Death by a Thousand Cuts, of course, like me, Lover. Um, but it's just very exciting, first of all, like, we love content. We love content. And two, we love Taylor Swift content, especially never before seen. Um, and it's just very exciting to be a Taylor Swift fan this morning. Like, I love just waking up to little surprises. A lot of people were expecting some sort of announcement today because 5-8 has become like a number. It adds up to 13. She posted an Instagram post last week at 5.08 p.m. Um, and a lot of people were thinking that she was going to release a single off the album, Cruel Summer. Um, but I guess that's not what it turned into. But it's just as good of an I announcement mean, for an announcement. This is a cruel summer. That's the single if I ever heard of one. Big time. But I just love that like as Swifties, we're constantly just like throwing shit against the wall. And we were right about something. So it feels good to be right. Yeah, I love this mostly because as much as I appreciate all the at-home content that um, artists are putting out, to get a real high-def production right now is so exciting. I, am, I loved the album, and I'm very much looking forward to watching this on May 17th. And speaking of high production value, I haven't seen a lot of promotion for it, but Amazon prime did a concert of marin morris's girl tour in chicago and it came out like this week i'm um, gonna haven't seen a lot of promotion about it i saw it on marin's instagram but i will most certainly be watching that oh amazing i still need to watch also jonas brothers happiness um okay. i'm just waiting for the vibe you know and i don't know i don't know where that's gonna come from so I think I watched it in a negative vibe because I didn't love it. Like, I loved the documentary. Um, and something about this concert, I usually don't like when they take a concert and they keep splicing it up with, like, behind-the-scenes content. Like, when we recapped um, Homecoming by Beyonce, I actually liked that behind-the-scenes stuff because it gave a lot of context and a lot of knowledge about, like, the theme, Homecoming, HBCUs. Like, that I appreciated. But with this Jonas Brothers thing, they were adding – it was almost like – footage that didn't make the documentary they were splicing it up between songs and it was just really really frustrating except like as a joe jonas number one fan that i am i did like live for um parts about him he was like i hate working out i would never work out but i just like love to run and dance on stage and it's like i just get so crazy and i can't be getting out of breath he's like you think i want to go on the treadmill no so like that stuff was interesting and he like is always riding his bike but other than that um it just made me a little sad because nobody respects kevin and like he was just then they, they would like put them in a room together and make them talk like about their feelings or whatever and no one would listen to him like he would say something incredibly profound and it would be dead silent and then nick is like yeah like that's good advice. And it's like, he's older and wiser and like, just fucking respect him. And Nick was taking himself so seriously. Like he really just wants like it out there that he is like the talent. He is the songwriter. He is a musician. He made us like watch him sing in a shower because he sang in the shower the last time they were at the venue and they were 15. So I was not living for the behind the scenes, but they gave us a lot of like Sophie, Priyanka, Danielle content, which was good. And the concert was great. Like the filming was good. Um, I just could have dealt without some of the, the in-between stuff. Nice. Okay. I'll watch it, but 
it's not something that I want to watch when I'm like laying in bed. I need to be doing kind of something else. Like maybe I'll do it while I'm doing my nails or something. Like that way yeah. I'm half in, half out. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. going to do my nails today. I'm really excited. I can't even tell you how much like this has become one of my new favorite hobbies. I want to start doing like other people's nails too, like yours mostly. I, I mean, my nails are absolutely disgusting, but they're strong and they're growing. And I feel like whenever in my life, am I going to be able to not have a manicure for three months? Mm-hmm. Honestly, my nails feel less strong when I have nothing on them. They like hurt almost. Um, but you got to get this nail teaks clear polish. I've told you about it, right? Yeah. A million times. And I need it. My nails are so brittle. Like I will open the fridge and break a nail. Oh my God. I know for sure. For sure. It's torture. It's like my nails are in as poor of health as I am. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, the nails really are a representation. Like, do you have enough iron? Do you have enough biotin? Do you have enough calcium? Totally. It's like, if you're not eating vegetables, your nails are brittle. And that's why mine are brittle. Yeah. Okay. This next story is another Taylor Swift story. It's just a big Taylor Swift day because fans are convinced that Taylor Swift and Katy Perry are collaborating thanks to a sweater. Okay. Katy Perry announced, so Taylor Swift posted her photo yesterday on her couch. By the way, her caption was iconic. Big isolation. Big isolation. Big isolation. Ooh, you and me, we got a big isolation. Ah. Uh, and I heard about. Okay. Oh, and you know what? That song, a lot of people think- um, is about like her beefs with other celebrities and it could be con- understood that that song has a little something to do with Katy Perry. So that's interesting. I'm just going to take the caption to be like, she's been obviously in her house. You know, we come up with songs. Look at your husband, like writing a song every week. Like she's making her songs applicable to the quarantine. And so she just wanted to like share that interesting factoid with the class. Um, but so she's wearing a Daisy sweater in the photo and Katy Perry just put out single artwork for a song called Daisies. So um, Katy Perry announced her new song Daisies on Thursday and shared a peek at the track's artwork in which the singer basks in a field of flowers. The first single from Perry's upcoming fifth studio album Daisies is set to drop on May 15th. The music must go on, she wrote on Instagram. Oh, wow. New Katy Perry. Exciting. I feel like this era is going to be good. I just have, I don't know why I feel that. Um, I feel it's because the baby inside of her is giving her this like courage, this spark, this maternal vibe that I think is going to come through in the music, I think. Yeah, and she put, she released that song Never Worn White when she announced her pregnancy and it was so beautiful. So, I don't know, I'm just, I just am loving this new like American Idol Katy Perry vibe. I just feel like she has so much happiness and energy and I look forward to that exuding in her music. I think like her sitting in between Lionel Richie icon Luke Bryan like life of the party I think they're really like giving her this energy that she's needed over the last few years like she had a a couple dark years I'm not gonna lie um but I really think American Idol did great things obviously for her career but also for her spirit yeah no I think I think overall it's been really good also we never talked about but I think it was one of my friends mentioned to me when we recapped her song never worn white because you know she's never been married um she was married to Russell Brand of course, who could forget that iconic documentary part of me where we really we, witnessed a lot of. But we legit forgot. Like we had a whole conversation oh. about her and we didn't even re- remember for one second. I mean, that was a lifetime ago. And when they were together, I actually thought they were perfect together. But Russell Brand is strange. Like he really fell off the face of the earth, but also has a podcast. So I guess that's just what people do these days. Like us. Um, anyways, later that same day, Swift posted a rare selfie while sipping wine on her couch at home, clad in a floral sweater. Free people, like, we love a 
sponsored moment. No, I don't think it was sponsored, but it did sell out. Um, Considering Swift's penchant for dropping clues before releasing new music or videos, Swifties immediately began speculating about a possible team up with Perry, with many pointing out this week marks the two-year anniversary of the pair's reconciliation following Mm -hmm. their lengthy feud. Wow. Yes. You know what? What do you think? With these these, like Taylor Swift Easter egg things, it's like you read the evidence and you are 100% convinced. And to me, this is like, this doesn't even seem like they're trying to hide it. Like to me, this evidence is so obvious, but I felt this way so many times when like going down rabbit holes of Easter eggs that she's dropping and sometimes they never come true. So it's very possible that this is happening. Honestly, you just really, really convinced me. Um, But it's also possible like we are just so bored and we're stewing in our houses. So we'll see. I mean- it would be fabulous. I loved their collab the last time, but they weren't actually singing together. It was just, you need to calm down. Um, but this would be great. Okay. As someone who's a little bit more zoomed out and you know, when like it comes to the Taylor Swift Da Vinci code, I have no time for the clues. I'm reading this and like Taylor Swift hasn't posted a lot of like quarantine content of her in isolation alone. And this fan tweeted, Taylor just happens to post a pic of herself in a daisy sweater the same day Katie announces her new single called Daisies. When it comes to Taylor Swift, this is Jackie O speaking, not the Twitter. There's no coincidences. I agree. The only thing I'll say is that maybe she did it to be supportive. Another fan suggested that what if it's a song that Taylor wrote for Katy Perry? That's a good theory, but Katy Perry is an incredible songwriter. Why would her first single off her new album? Actually, I mean, songwriters, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. You know what? I would love to see Taylor Swift on an episode of Songland. Like she, to me, is the quintessential songwriter, but it's obvious that she has this like big deal with ABC because in the last year she's been doing only really ABC, like GMA. Um, now it's on Hulu and Disney Plus. Like she obviously has some sort of partnership, so I don't think she actually could go on Songland. Um, but I would love to see her there. Are you caught up on Songland? No, I missed the Her episode and Martina McBride, but it's I totally forgot about it until now. I need to watch. Okay, um, I'm totally caught up. The Her episode was so good. The I won't spoil about the person who wins because if I tell you too much about her, then you'll know when you're watching the episode. But anyways. Premium. No, now I know it's a her. Now I know it's a her. Um, no. And then Martina McBride, um, also really good and really surprising. And I'm so annoyed. Okay, if anybody from Songland um, listens to this podcast, you used, you guys used to have the songwriters record the song that they wrote, even if it wasn't chosen, and we could just listen to it on Spotify. But they're not doing that anymore. Only the song that wins gets recorded by the artist. And like, there's so many songs that I've been loving. Like, honestly, if I was an artist, I would call up and pick up all the scrap songs that people aren't choosing. Totally. Like some of the music that gets made these days is so trashy that like there's obviously a drought for like premium songwriters and Songland has this ability to just like all the songs always end up being really good. Really good. And I know that last season I kind of struggled with being able to figure out who was my favorite judge, you know, because they're all so talented and so wonderful. But this season I have come to the conclusion, though it was obviously hard. It's like picking a favorite child that Esther Dean is my favorite judge. I am obsessed with her. She like, I'm obsessed with all of them. They're all so talented. So it's not fair to say, but there's something about her that is just so sweet and kind and just like nice. And I just want to be her friend. Like I love her. My favorite um, is Ryan Tedder because I'm just like such a Ryan Tedder girly, but I don't know if I spoke about this on the toaster, just like with you on FaceTime, but um, I only recently found out that Esther Dean is um, in Pitch Perfect. She Mm -hmm. is the, she's in all three movies and I had literally no idea that it was her. She looks so different because she had like a spiky, like pixie cut. 
Yeah. No Good clue. times. I knew it was her. That was like a fun thing that she did. She's just so versatile. And it makes sense because I think that Snitch's favorite judge is Shane McNally. So we're all like represented. Oh, good. I just love like when the person's done singing and then they all just like riff off the song. It's like five seconds. They create a whole new song. It's actually crazy. Yeah. Esther Dean was sharing like a really interesting tidbit because sometimes when they're in the songwriting room, instead of like when you don't have the lyrics yet, but you don't, you, but you just have the melody, you just sing like la da na na na. And she was saying like, she was, she accidentally did that when she was um, sharing the song, What's My Name for Rihanna. She was like, oh, na na, what's my name? And they liked it so much they kept it. Oh my God, that's fascinating. Isn't that fascinating? Yes, it is. It's fascinating. Wow. I love to fascinate you. So I love to be fascinated. <laughs> okay, speaking of new music, Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber. Wait, I'm sorry. Out. I'm sorry. Is this the story, speaking um, of new music, that's brought to you by Hunter Killer? Yeah. Oh, thank God. I was so worried that it might not be. Life can get so busy with kids, work, etc. We feel like we never get to spend quality time with our family and friends. Hunt a Killer is the new way to do game night that gives us the opportunity to have fun, work together, and investigate crime without even having to leave the house. Hunt a Killer reinvents the way we interact with murder mysteries. You can go from being a viewer safe in the comfort of your own home to being an investigator actively involved in solving a case. The latest season starts with a woman, Julia, who unearths the corpse of a famous actress from the 30s in her family's theater. With the board of directors trying to push Julia out and the theater's reputation online, you will help solve this cold case investigation before it's too late. With each delivery, you'll sift through piles of documents, evidence, audio recordings, and case files, eliminating suspects until you crack the case. It brings the fun of an escape room into your home. It's easy to play, whether you're solo or with family and friends during this time. You can even join their spoiler-free online community that has over, over 100,000 members who so you can share theories and help each, out, help each other out along the way. They have over 2,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, so it's no wonder why people love them so much. Plus, part of the proceeds for every box goes to the Cold Case Foundation, an organization that is dedicated to helping with real-life cold cases. That's fabulous. I absolutely love Hunter Killer. You know I like live for a game night ordinarily, but in the queue, games are just really keeping me sane. And Hunter Killer is so new. It's so fresh. It's fabulous. I think a lot of people would like it. People who are really big fans of like murder mystery and just like murdery vibes, I think they would love it too. Especially I'm not like a murder, you know, enthusiast, but some people are. And I think they yeah. would love it as well. Definitely. It's such right a fun now, thing to do right now. Just for our listeners, you can go to huntakiller.com slash toast and use the promo code toast at checkout for 20% off your first box. Head to huntakiller.com slash toast for 20% off and to show your support for our podcast. That's huntakiller.com slash toast. Check it out. That's something everyone should be taking up in the queue. Sign on, Hunt a Killer. Okay. Thank you, Hunter Killer, for bringing us this next story, which is honestly like really juicy because Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber released their new quarantine anthem, Stuck With You, and they released a music video wherein Ari is confirming her romance with Dalton Gomez. At the end of the video, the couple appears um, like in a split screen with Justin and Haley, and she's like holding her man's hand. So she's obviously quarantining with her new beau, and I'm really happy for her. I was wondering if she was. I assume that she was, but you just never know with her. She just is always throwing you a curveball. And there's like so much misinformation being spread about her. And I usually like hate these like type of homegrown montage quarantine videos. Like they make me sad. 
but I don't know, the Scooter Braun machine was like in full effect because there was so much going on in this music video and they had a million fans and then also a million celebrities like stitched together that I was like, is that a real couple or is that Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Falchuk? And here and in, it was Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Falchuk. Also, Demi Lovato was in there confirming her relationship with her new man. Um, they kissed in the video. Scooter and his wife was in it. Um, obviously, Haley and Justin. And you had a really nice look at their property. They have a huge backyard. Oh, that is so nice. Also, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher were in it. Missed it. Like, there was so much going on. And it was actually really funny because um, Ariana Grande was alone in the music video for the most part. She was, like, making out with her dog and, like, pouring wine. And it was, like, kind of funny. Like, single girl problems, like, surrounded by couples. But then at the end, like, she twirled into her man's arms. Um, so it was funny. And I liked getting the confirmation. But she was being really cute in the beginning. I will say there's a part of me that's disappointed <laughs> that it's not Jim Carrey. Oh, I mean, a part of me. There's my whole body's disappointed that it's not Jim Carrey. Yeah. I guess this, like, just puts this case to bed. Um, I don't know if it was ever true, but at this current junction in time, Ariana and Jim are not a couple. Very disappointing. Yeah, but I'm happy for her. This guy seems like a cutie, and I'm glad that she's, like, taking it public, you know? Yeah. Steph Curry and his wife were in it. Literally, in order to see how many celebrities were actually in it, you would have to watch it five times because there was like five videos on at once and then it would go back really quickly. I actually could not keep up. And I'm like, that looks like LeBron James, but I don't think it was LeBron James. Like there were so many people in it. And it's like Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Falchuk like sitting in their living room dancing. But like there's five other videos around them of just like fans all over the world. So I was like, is that a fan or is that Gwyneth Paltrow? It was, it's actually good. It was really kind of brilliant marketing. Nice. Yeah, that's good. I listened to it once. Um, so I haven't got like a feel for whether I love it or not. People are calling it, you know, the quarantine anthem and um, that spot has already been taken by six feet apart, but maybe it could Big be time. like the, you know, the quarantine anthem's little sister. Yeah, no, like it, it's not, it's not necessarily the quarantine anthem, but it's a popular song in quarantine. No, like the E! News is calling it their, the quarantine anthem because it is a song about quarantine by the two most the biggest recording artist in the world, but it was just like, we already got one of those. So, so yeah. Thick. And six feet apart is a better song. Not that the Ariana Grande one isn't good, but six feet apart is just better. It's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. But this was cute. Love having something to watch, you know, even if it was just three minutes, I appreciate that because time moves so fucking slow here in quarantine and anything I could do to occupy my time. I am grateful for. Totally. Okay. Next story. Kylie Jenner addresses fan who asks if, asks if all she does is, quote, play dress up at home. So a fan tweeted at Kylie saying, does Kylie Jenner just play dress up around her house? And Kylie responded, yes. Dead. Oh my God. People are such assholes. Like if you're going to say something like nasty about someone on Twitter and tag them, like you're a dick and you deserve whatever you have coming to you. Yeah. Honestly, Kylie just dressing up around her house is such a vibe and I feel like she's inspiring other people especially me too because I feel like when I saw her um last week with her glam and her hair and her outfit it kind of just inspired me to like get a little bit more glam for the show even if it's just putting on bronzer or highlighter or something um and I feel like it's it, for so many of her fans like makeup and glam are their hobbies and when you're not doing it in quarantine like you're it's something that you love that, that you don't have so I feel like she's actually setting like a nice example no, and like the the joke here is that Kylie pretty much just plays dress up around her house and became a billionaire because of it. 
Yeah, like she's always been just playing dress up around her house. But recently she's been like going to the clubs and stuff and taking her talents, you know, to restaurants and bars and clubs and Palm Springs and other places. But she's always been a stay-at-home queen. Always. And, you know, when we're all currently stay-at-home queens, we have to appreciate the OG, the woman who did it first, Kylie Jenner. She never left her house before quarantine. Her life is exactly the same. Except that now she's in a newer and bigger house. She obviously found the time to move during quarantine. Um, And that just must be so exciting for anyone who's moved like right before quarantine or just redecorated right before quarantine. You're just like in this whole new world. That's really the way to go. Yeah. I mean, in quarantine, I didn't redecorate or anything, but I got a new mattress and it's truly like going to bed every night is like a whole new experience. That's really exciting. It's like, it's the small things in quarantine. I mean- Totally. That's how I feel about my love sack. I just like move it around the house and I feel like we redecorated. That's what I feel about the ton, the Peloton, you know? Gotta love the ton. You know what's so funny? Um, Like two days ago, we were talking about AirPods. Like they, I'm like, I haven't charged mine in three years. Literally, I sat down to do the toast. So what'd you do? I sat and charged him for like five minutes. I have a lightning charger. You know what that is? I'm assuming it's something that charges something faster than normal charger. Yeah, they like it's like the new one. It's like not USB. It's so dumb. But um, I put the AirPods in for five minutes, and the AirPods themselves went from three to eighty percent. But the charger is still charging. Okay, cool. Glad to hear it. Um, I have a fun fifth and final story for you. I love a fun fifth and final story. Um, because there will be a new Breaking Bad themed Monopoly game that will let oh, you play husband. Drug Lord. Our husbands, our husbands are going to be thrilled. Yeah, how exciting. I mean, to me, Monopoly is like the perfect game. It doesn't really need a rebrand, but I love like a limited edition moment. Me too. An edgy new board game wants you to kick game night up a few notches with meth. A Breaking Bad themed Monopoly game, which was quietly released last week, will likely have classic board game and TV fans alike asking, quote, who asked for this? Literally. (laughs) The cult hit TV series ran on AMC from 2008 to 2013 and influenced infamously revolved around a high school chemistry teacher who turns to manufacturing and selling methamphetamine to secure his family's future after he's diagnosed with lung cancer. Wow, aside from the meth part, I didn't know the rest of that. I didn't know he was a a teacher. Do you never watch Breaking Bad? No. That would be a great thing for you to watch. Um, In terms of this Monopoly game, seems very random. Breaking Bad has literally been off the air since I was in high school. It just, I, I get that there's still like a cult following, but it's like, it hasn't been long enough that it's like a show that has like a huge legacy. Like if you came out with a Friends Monopoly, like, okay. But like, it's only been 10 years. It just seems really random and weird. But there's a lot of nerds around the country who are really excited about this, myself included. So I think this is fabulous. Yeah. And I think it's cool because it's like definitely not family friendly because it's probably about drugs. And so it's just Monopoly with an edge. And I think that's probably a new sensation for Monopoly players like our husbands. Yeah, I think it's also a new sensation to have a board game be around, like, selling drugs. It's kind of weird if you think about it because board games are supposed to be this, like, family-friendly vibe. Um, It kind of reminds me of when I tried to buy Codenames and I accidentally bought Codenames Dark Edition, which is, like, all dirty words and had, like, anal and lube on it. And it was, like, really shook-worthy. That's so funny. I think I I remember that. that They had that. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Well, this is cool. Um, I'll probably buy it. Totally. That's a good, uh, did your husband watch Breaking Bad? I think that mine did. That's actually a really good present for him. 
I think that mine did as well. Ben, like, watches so many TV shows and, like, never finishes them, mostly because, like, we start together and then it's, like, he has a job and I, like, have so much free time, so I just, like, finish it. Like, we started Hollywood together last night and I'll probably finish it without him today. Well, that's a great segue into our TV recap. Let's start with Real Houses of New York because... That was the mandatory viewing for last night. Kardashians is over. Who knew? I guess it makes sense because they gave us that preview for coming in September, but I just kind of held out hope that that didn't mean that. Because sometimes they do a mid-season preview, but it's over for now, which is fine. Honestly, I wanted to get back to Ugly Betty anyway, so we only had Real Housewives of New York. And today's TV recap segment is brought to you by Billy. Self-care and routines are always important. Whatever you're using to get ready for the day should always make you feel amazing. Meet Billy. They've recreated everyday essentials by delivering premium razors and high-performing body care directly to you with no pink tax, no visit to the drugstore, and no breaking the bank. Go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9 that includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry between uses. The magnetic holder is an absolute game changer, and I'm not going to lie. I thought I would put it up and, like, it would fall a million times because it's, like, in the shower and all the condensation. It has not fallen once since I put it up, like, three months ago, maybe more. No, it has not fallen once, even though it, it gets wet, and they do send, like, backup ones. So even if it were to fall, which it hasn't, I'm safe. It's a nice Billy security blanket. Billy is out to change more than the way you shave. They just released three completely clean must-have products to add to your routine, which is a lip balm, a dry shampoo, and face wipes that you should definitely stock up for. Um, I used Billy before they were a sponsor of the toast because I'm cutting edge and my sister Margot had one. And it's just everything of the sort. Margot was like, this razor is going to change your life. I'm like, how? It's a razor. Like, how is it different from all other razors? And it just is. Like, you get a closer, a cleaner, a better shave. I have, like, really irritable skin and especially on my upper thighs. And I don't find that, like, I break out or I get razor burn. It's just a really fabulous razor. And the magnetic holder is just truly a life and game changer. Totally. I was dreading shaving my armpits in the queue. As you know, I tried to like wax them at home and then I got my Billy razor and now it's like, I don't need to go back. Like, honestly, it's such a close shave. It's nice. Go to mybilly.com to meet the razor that made everyone start talking about razors. They're an Allure Best of Beauty winner and on Nylon's beauty hit list for a reason. To express a little love for our show, go to mybilly.com slash toast. It's a small way you can support the show while getting the best razor you will ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping, always. Go to mybilly.com slash toast, and that's spelled M-Y-B-I-L-L-I-E. Kind of like Eilish. B-I-L-L-I-E, mybilly.com slash toast. You don't want to miss out on the razor of a lifetime. I need to send one to Dana. Did you see, did you guys see that picture? The picture took the internet by storm. She broke the internet. She needs a Billy razor. Like that's a nice gift for her. Yeah, for sure. It's a nice gift for her fiance. Um, Okay. Real Housewives of New York. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, once again, the episode just made me sad. Like this is what New York has come to. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that event while it was deeply problematic, and we'll get into it, that bar looked super fun. I never heard of it. Slate? Oh, I totally agree. When they were going down the slide, I was like, oh, this is fun. I love that all the women are doing it, even though they're wearing, like, short skirts and white pants. Um, (laughs) But, like, it's probably so new that the slide is still clean. So while I appreciate Luann's, you know, wanting to be philanthropic, Ramona Singer really said it best. Like, it was all over the place. It was, like, an anti-bullying charity, but then also a podcast, and then there was, like, another – Uh, philanthropic sponsor like it was just very confusing as to what it actually was and to be honest I was really sad for the comedians who agreed to do it because I'm sure some of them were like good um but like the vibe of the show was like it was a want want kind of event even though I'm sure some of them like did a good job um I just felt bad 
sad that like they thought they were gonna like have their comedy special on Bravo and then they just got made fun of like I really felt sad about that yeah the whole thing was very sad um and my favorite part was when Jock asked them if they've ever bullied others and they do the flashback to every time they bullied someone on the show and then they say no no I've, I've never and that really made it all worth it for me I've really been liking Jock when he and Luann had lunch I felt like he was being such a good friend, like giving good advice. And I feel at this point, the common consensus is that Luann isn't an alcoholic. Like she was going through a rough time and she made really bad choices. Um, So all of her friends trying to get her back on her feet is kind, but then we need to talk about Elise because I guess she's becoming a housewife. She had an interview. Yes. And I think she's going, she's going on the wine trip next week, like housewives sponsor trip. Oh, I feel like she's going to be a friend of housewife. I don't think she'll become a housewife this season. I think she'll become one next season. Yeah, but they're like grooming her. Whereas when I saw her at all the, like everywhere in the Hamptons, I was just, I never thought that she was like, I need to know more about this woman. You know, I don't live for her, but it's my understanding that she's very wealthy. And that's really what this show could use. Because if you think about it, they don't film in any of the women's apartments anymore because they all just live in like sad apartments. Like they live in rentals that are like small and like people, it's just like, it's not this aspirational show anymore. Um, Ramona moved, Sonia moved, Dorinda moved. um, And we got a little peek at Leah's apartment and it's just like not what you would expect from a New York City housewife. And we need some money. And so if if Elise is going to bring that, I don't care how annoying she is. Like we need money. Yeah, I, I actually, I agree with that. Um, Wait, can I say something about Jacques that I wanted to say? Yeah. I love him. And I really feel like Luann was at her finest, like housewife, person, mom, human, when she was with Jacques. I think that was like a really good relationship. And I love that they've stayed in touch. Um, And something that a lot of people might not have understood or noticed because she looked so different is the podcast host who um, was hosting the event. Chanel. Chanel in the city. She was on Princesses Long Island, which was a terrible show on Bravo that was a disgrace towards princesses and people from Long Island, and most importantly, Japs. But she was on it. Yeah, and you wouldn't know that because they never, they just kept saying Chanel in the city and Chanel. Um, And then I like looked her up because obviously like a fellow podcaster, I'm like, what is this podcast? And her name is Chanel Omari, and I would recognize that name anywhere from Princesses of Long Island. Exactly. So I think that was like a misstep that they didn't do a flashback to a princess's Long Island moment. Um, but totally people agree. maybe didn't, didn't make the connection. And I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew. I don't even know what happened in the episode up until the event. Oh, Sonia going to Englewood and hearing about the losses of her. <laughs> it was just literally. I can't use another word other than sad. Like it was pathetic. Like I wanted to cry. Yeah. Also, um, Dorinda visiting her old haunts, her old house, going to Nello, and the Something's women having going lunch. On with Dorinda. That food looked insanely good. I was dying. I literally texted my friends. I'm like, we have to go to Nello. Like, it looked so good. And you know what? I kind of was living for like Dorinda being like the classy old broad she used to be. She looked fabulous, like her tweed coat and all of her jewelry. I kind of loved that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I feel like maybe, I wonder why she went that day. It felt to me like maybe it was Richard's birthday or something or some sort of anniversary, but we didn't get any context like that. And so instead like her walking in front of her old house and like talking to herself basically, um, even though we know there's like cameramen there, like if you just saw a woman like talking at her house, um, you would think she was crazy. 
No, you're like, there's the crazy lady again talking to buildings. Or like if you live in that housing, you're like, oh my God, the former tenant is here talking at us. Mom, look out the window. Someone's talking to the building. (laughs) Totally. No, it was strange. We didn't get enough context. That's for sure. I just thought she looked glamorous. Like she's become like kind of edgy. She's like wearing her hair spiky and like metallic clothes. So I just loved like an Upper East Side lady luncheon look for her. I think that the more that they show the women's past and former lives, um, the more sad the the present is. It's when it comes to Dorinda now, I didn't even include her in that club before. Dorinda, Tinsley, Sonia, even Luann, who went from being a countess and married to a count to the comedy event. Disgrace. Yeah. Disgrace. Um, one other thing um, that I wanted to mention was what did I want to mention? Shit, wait, there was something. Leah Tinsley. Oh, Tinsley. Um, first of all, that whole storyline about her and Dorinda. Like, if I have to hear them fight one more time, like I'm actually gonna turn my TV TV off. I don't care. But um, I definitely feel like there's something weird with this whole Bruce thing. He seems like an imaginative imaginative boyfriend. Like, he's there, and then he's not, and then they're together, and then they're not. And it's just, like, it's very possible that this man Bruce does not exist. Oh, I'm sure that he does, but I feel like I don't, I don't, I didn't meet him. I don't care about him. What Tinsley's mother said um, about how like she is a woman without children. Now she's going to want all these things. Like, honestly, that was the best advice her mother has ever given her because it was straight up facts. Like a man with a million children and a million ex-wives like doesn't need another wife and more children. Like he's done. Totally. Um, And it's just like each individual person, whatever it is that they're going through, like just made me sad. Like the Tinsley of it all, the Dorinda of it all, the Sonia Englewood, like everyone's storylines was just so sad. To me, the highlight of the episode was Luann taking a drink um, because I got what she meant. It's like, she's obviously not going to get drunk, but it's like, once you cross the line, it's like, it's not a thing anymore. So I kind of agreed with her mentality, just to have a sip of vodka. Um, Dorinda was like cheering her on like a little too much. And that's what Elise was saying. But Elise, like, this is not your business. Get the fuck out. No, but I think it seems as though Elise is a good friend of the group somehow, just we've never seen her on the show before. Um, and what Dorinda was doing didn't alarm me at all until Elise said it. I was like, oh, yeah, actually. Like, I, I don't know. And I feel like actually Ramona's reaction was the best reaction because she was supportive of Luann drinking, whatever, but she's also a little skeptical. Yeah. And I'm it's- loving the friendship between Ramona and Leah. Same. The maternal vibes. I think that they're such opposites. Yeah. They're such opposites and it really works. And I like Ramona's not really one to go for like the new young girl, but I think there's just something about Leah that makes her so likable to everyone and they can't help. They can't help themselves. Yeah, I agree. I like the friendship, the respect. They picked each other up in the car. I was living for that that moment. Logistically, though, that makes no sense because it looks to me like Leah doesn't just live downtown. Like, she lives in Fidei. That's what I thought, too. Ramona lives on the Upper East Side. So unless the event was... I feel like the event was in Midtown. Then that doesn't make any sense that they picked each other up. So... I know, I agree. Um, Okay, so that's that on that. Um, I'll just talk really quickly about Hollywood. I only watched the first two episodes and I won't spoil anything. It's just like, I didn't know. I like watching things when I don't know what they're about. Um, and obviously it's like about Hollywood in the fifties, maybe I want to say, um, I don't know, time periods. 
And I just liked that. I had no idea. Obviously, it's like someone's trying to make it in Hollywood. I just didn't know like what route they were going to take. And to me, like- And please don't with share with us the route because I would like no, to have I'm not. some experience. I'm Maybe not. To me, like, what, the sh- what the show um, I think is going to be is so not what I expected. So that's a part that I really liked about it. I do feel like there's so much sex. It's like, it's hard to focus sometimes. There's just like a million sex scenes in every episode. Um, and I love a good sex scene. Not, it's, I think it's like a little oversaturated with the sex scenes. Maybe they just wanted to like start out strong and it'll fizzle out. Like Game of Thrones, like it was literally so much incest every single episode. And then there was like never another incest again. So um, we'll see. It's just like, it's a little distracting. Okay, that's a fair assessment. I'm going to watch that this weekend um, along with Ugly Betty. And I, I think I'm going into episode seven of Ugly Betty. So if you are interested in like watching along with me, I'll recap like bulk episodes. I think that would be a fun thing if you've been looking for a great, great show. It is so good. It has so much heart, such good storylines, like the fashion, the insults. It's iconic. Um, and Who's I your think favorite character? Thing for us to do. Uh, I think... My favorite character, growing up, my favorite character was Amanda, I think. But like now rewatching it, she's so mean. It hurts me. Like, I, I, I think as an adult, like, I realize what so much that's wrong with her. There's so much that's right with her too. And every once in a while, like she has like a very real moment. But the meanness outweighs, honestly. You know what? I love Hilda. I love Betty's sister. She's so fabulous. And she just like is too... Like she just doesn't give a damn and she's, oh no, I'm sorry. My favorite character Justin. is Hilda's son, is Justin. Oh my God. Is, and by the way, like he needs to be editor in chief of mode. Like every assessment that he has on the magazine or the fashion, it is on point. He literally is a better editor than Wilhelmina Slater, who by the way, I absolutely love Wilhelmina. Like she is just a hardworking queen and we have no choice but to stand. And if you were passed up for editor in chief job when you've been carrying this magazine on your back, I think they should make a show that's a Wilhelmina Slater origin story and we'd be rooting for her to take down Daniel Mead, this nepotistic, know nothing little shit. Even though ultimately I do like Daniel because he's a friend to Betty, but he is so undeserving. Like totally that on that. Justin is by far the best character. And to me, he's such an iconic actor because he was also in that very um, important episode of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. And he's the kid who sings, I've got beef between my teeth. It would be lost if I had floss. And he's just an icon. Yeah. Also in the sixth episode, Debbie Mazar is in it. There's just so many good actors in it. Uh, Alan Dale. So, you know, Caleb Nichols slash Anders from Dynasty plays Bradford Mead. Judith Light plays his wife. Just like the casting is so on point. And I remember down the road that Hilda starts dating Eddie Cibrian. Just everyone is there. Oh, Selma Hayek plays the editor of the new magazine. That Eddie Cibrian relationship with Hilda is like one of the most important parts of the show. I know. And you know what? If it wasn't for Ugly Betty and I would never know who Eddie Cibrian was. And so that was also the same time. I think it was like around 2010 when Brandy Glanville was on Beverly Hills. And I had context about what she was talking about and who Eddie Cibrian was because I watched Ugly Betty. Do you remember what happens with Hilda and Eddie Cibrian? They date. Don't, I don't want to know. Like all I know is that they date. I I think, I think he's like Justin's gym coach or something. I don't know. I won't say anything else, but when you get there, it's like so iconic. Can't wait. Um, I'm so excited for you. That sounds so fun. 
Thanks. Um, I think we have a meeting in one minute. So oh, okay. we have to hop off. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast Millennial Morning Show where we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us. The Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about a beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Have an amazing weekend, you guys. We will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye.